hopefully everybody is enjoying their Saturday. I guess it's afternoon now. Uh, yeah, it's six o'clock. I guess Saturday night, right? Edge of your seat podcast, episode 215, taking a break from Saturday to do this podcast. Or maybe we're taking a break from the podcast to do a Saturday and then we're like, no, we got to get back on track. However you want to look at it, we're here, another show. Usually we talk a lot about a lot in the intros, whether it's high school, national, college, sports, other activities, just life in general. But man, our guests on this episode have been waiting a long time for this podcast to come out. Big apologies. Like I said, on just about every show in the last two or three months, had a lot of life things going on. Lost friends, lost family, COVID, new jobs, new locations. Like life has just been a tornado. We've been putting out shows when we can. And it hasn't been as much as I like, let alone the people that speak to me and want them out as soon as possible because, hey, this is pretty cool on a podcast, talking about our life stories, what we've been able to do, our accomplishments. And that's why I do it. And that's why I think people like to talk to me to do this. So big, big heartfelt apology to all of the IVCC tennis players, the coach that talked to me, that shared their stories. It was awesome. They had just finished third, third in the national tournament. And I had to have them on. I was like, man, I got to talk to you. This is going to be amazing. And then, like I said, life just happened. So Thank you for speaking with me, and my apologies for you waiting five months. I talked to you in November. It is now March. IVCC tennis coach Julie Malota, she does both, the men's and women's. She is a fantastic lady, a great chat about tennis, and this conversation that we had is no different. It's fantastic. Carissa Etzenbach, Olivia Woods, Clara Ferrari, and Brianna Strell, all four, join Julia on the show. So we got five conversations. I can't say it enough. This should have been on a long time ago. It's here now. Enjoy it. Hopefully this is a reminder of the amazing, amazing, amazing season that the IVCC women's tennis team had in the fall. And now we're getting to spring so we can get back into tennis. We can start playing, being outdoors again. And you know, another season's right around the corner. But for Edge of Your Seat podcast listeners, every single one of these conversations is amazing. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. You can catch all episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website rss.com backslash podcasts. That's plural with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. If you have any questions, suggestions, would like to be a guest, know somebody that would be an amazing guest, or if you'd like to become an Edge of Your Seat sponsor, send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And a huge shout out to Brian Cavelli, the man, the myth, the legend behind the intro and outro beat for this very podcast. Well, that's going to be the intro. That's a wrap. Let's get to IVCC. We've been waiting long enough. Long, 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 long enough. Again, my apologies. Let's hear them. Let's listen to the excitement, the joy, the love, the fun that they had in finishing third in the country on the college level. Man, 
IVCC women's tennis did their thing. And with Julie as the coach and the players that she's able to get into that program year in, year out, wouldn't be surprised they make it back and do the same thing at any time. Every single season, there's a possibility with the talent that is associated with IVCC women's tennis. So let's get to them. We're going to go Julie first, the coach, Julie Malota. Then we're going to go Brianna Stroh, Clara Ferrari, Olivia Woods, and then Carissa Etzenbach. That's the lineup. That's the order. Let's do it. Until next time. Peace. Fall sports abruptly coming to a close here. All kinds of playoff tournaments and pretty much every sport on the landscape, including tennis and at all levels. Today we have Julie Malota, the IVCC tennis coach with us. And you had quite the season with women's tennis. Yes, we did. We were uh, fortunate enough to have some really nice, strong players this year. Uh, strong as in finished third in nationals? That's correct. Pretty exciting stuff. Have you ever finished that well in nationals? Yes, we have. We we actually tied our best, which we were hoping. Uh, we were actually uh, in the hunt for second. We could have probably done it you know if everybody was you know there's a lot of things going on emotions going on at a national tournament and you know you have a lot of things that play into how it all goes you know the seating from the seating to the girls emotions on the court trying to understand what this nationals is all about it's their first time ever doing something like that and we have you know every single one of them this was their first time at nationals so they're not quite sure how to process everything as well so they're fighting through that along with all the other uh girls out there we don't have those what you call tournament players that since they were seven they've played tournaments all their life so you know it's a lot to process for um you know, even though they're strong players, there's a whole nother level of mental ability there. So I, I think we did great. We came through a lot of that very nicely. And yeah, we got a third place finish, which was absolutely wonderful. For not being tournament players and not really processing, you know, as soon as they stepped on the court, finishing third at that tournament, which is really, really tough every year, That's yes. that says something about your program and the player's in the program it, it really does in fact you know you kind of get a sense of it as a coach now I've been coaching this level since 2012 and it, it's a thing a process that a coach has to go through too because you know you're not sure you know if you should help them if they need their space you know there's always all of that and these girls have been great welcoming a coach on the court if they need the help they're not too emotional out there they take it, you know, as they see it. I always say, take it on the chin. Unfortunate things might happen to them out there, but they just roll with it. So that's what makes them such a great group. They don't make excuses for why something didn't go their way. If they're down, say a game, they don't stay down. They figure out a way to overcome. So that's really what's pulled them through and caused them to have this great finish. Definitely. We're going to sidestep away just for a second, and then we're going to get into this team and the national championship in this season. But you mentioned you've been there 
since 2012. And I was right. with the News Tribune at that time and remember, you know, talking with Kevin Klum, still the sports editor, and then you eventually about how, you know, the tennis program at IVCC kind of taken a couple steps downward. There really wasn't anybody to, uh, you know, facilitate it, to, you know, lead a program. You step in and from, you know, the shambles of not really having a program to finishing third in the nation at nationals, that has got to be for you to step back and like, wow, we have come all this way. Right. Well, you know, we started having success right out of the shoot, which was great. You know, we put a lot of time and effort into the program. And over the years, we've had fantastic support from IBCC, which has been probably the most wonderful part about the whole thing is from going from maybe we're going to get rid of a few programs, tennis being one of them, to, hey, we're all hands on deck. We're going to help IBCC athletics out and we want this, you know. So it's become a different environment. You know, as far as that goes, that's been wonderful to see as a community member you know, a taxpayer. <laughs> I'm glad to see our community colleges. And that was my real drive is that we keep uh, sports in our community college because I myself got so much out of it. I hated to see it, you know, go by the wayside. And obviously other players did as well because every year you have especially the best players in this area come to you. And it seems like you always can fill a roster. We've been able to. There was one year with the men that uh, we had trouble, but really it was a low enrollment year for that for the schools around the area, so it became more difficult to recruit. And I tend not to recruit foreign players, which a lot of junior colleges will. I tend to steer away from that if possible, but it's not easy. <laughs> you know, you think it would be pretty easy to recruit, but you know, these kids kind of get, uh, and adults, young adults actually, they um, start thinking in an adult way and they think, well, that was when I was younger. Now I need to look at working and thinking about just school, which I think is a shame because really that gives their resume so much more pop, you know, and I don't think they realize how much that gives somebody. You look at that resume and say, wow, they did sports and they succeeded. They went to a national tournament. This is a lot about somebody or, you know, a candidate that you're looking at either hiring or bringing into a master's program or whatever. Look, they have the work ethic. They can do it. You know, I think there needs to be a little different outlook and there needs to be more of a push from the high school level. Say, listen, if you play sports, this is a great thing for you. If you can juggle everything, that's what people are looking at. You know, if you're getting into a prestigious program that it requires you to go through an admissions process, I can't tell you how many players have, you know, used this as part of their leverage to get in and they do because of it. So it's kind of a cool thing for them. But yeah, we try and make them, help them succeed because I hate to see them fail. You know, that's probably my motivation to make them the best they can be. But yeah, they have to juggle work and school and we try and do that the best we can. Definitely. That's a good transition to get back to this team, talking about making them the best that they can be, finishing third in nationals. That's pretty amazing. Let's talk about the players on your women's team that were able to do this. Obviously, it takes a team to make it all happen. Although, you know, some of our players maybe didn't place, I try to remind people that, you know, we don't have a top, top player that's played singles all their life. Most of these girls have all played doubles. So it was a lot for them to learn 
to play singles, a totally different game. Most of our girls were all the same level. Putting them in a one through six slot was kind of hard because they all played very equal. So our number one and two players were really taking it, like I said, on the chin. So they were really going to have to roll with some things and help us out up there because... You know, we knew that they may not make it through up there, but they had to be strong enough players to be able to play with a number one and two. So that's uh, how we ended up positioning those players. And, you know, it's just, (laughs) it was tough for them. And they helped their team succeed because of it. I hate to say they don't get a lot of um, kudos for that, but really they, they took a huge sacrifice for the team there. You know, and then our other players had to do their job. You know, they had to go, okay, now I need to do what I need to do, and I need to make it happen on the court. So every point, every game, you know, every set, they had to fight for it, and they did that. Carissa Etzenbach, our number one singles, you know, like I said, she's a tough player. She She's a lefty. She can get to everything. She can hit it hard. You know, it's just hard for her to play singles, you know. So I was hoping her and Amethyst would do really well at number one doubles. They had a hard time out of the shoot, too. You know, they had a hard time putting it together. It's just sometimes that's the way it is. You know, you're nervous or whatever. But that's okay because our three came around and uh, Olivia was. She came out and you know, won her uh, singles and obviously champion of her doubles. Actually, Haley Schmidt, our number two singles, came around and won her singles her first round, which is the most important round to win. I told them, I said, you know, the whole strategy here is we want to get as many first round wins as we possibly can because you get the most amount of points in that first round. It's hard to explain that to everybody, but that's just how it works. Yeah, because usually Um, you get the most points the further you go in. Yeah, and that is not the case because we don't want people to purposely purposely lose and earn more points in the backdrop. Gotcha. That makes sense. I know that sounds really odd, but... (laughs) No, actually it makes sense from a sporting view. It really does make sense. I get it. Yeah. So that's how they've done it, just to avoid any issues like that. And then, of course, the back draw, you can't win as many points as you can in that first round. So then it encourages everybody to work hard in that first round. So Haley did that for us, which, you know, honestly, you know, we weren't sure how that was going to work. And that was funny how it turned out. But we thought she was playing somebody else. And then here to find out, they had to switch it because of a rule. And she ended up playing somebody totally different. And... Yeah, she got a first-round win, so there you go. So she came through for us there, and then Olivia, and then Amethyst worked really hard. She had a tough uh, first round. She didn't make it through the first round, but she played tough in the back draw and got us some more points there. And then our number five, Brianna, she made it through the first round, but in her second round, she was going to have to play a really tough match to win that. She didn't make it through that. Nor did Olivia, but they did come through with the double. So so they were second All-Americans in their singles. Brianna was third, I guess, not second All-American. Claire Ferrari came through with uh, number six, second All-American. So, you know, these girls um, fought hard for those points and made it through. <laughs> and then to have All-Americans, it does seem like you have at least one almost every year. Yes, because... 
you know, our style of play is basically, you know, the one thing we practice the most, and they probably hate me for it, but not now, you know, considering <laughs> that they realize how much they have to use it. But every practice, we're focused on balls in a row. So it is the most boring thing to do in tennis is to sit there and hit 50 balls in a row every practice. You get better and better at it. It's frustrating at first. You should see how they work through, you know, that <laughs> it, it's just almost mind-numbing, okay, is what I would say. But once, you know, you start doing it, it just becomes a part of you. And that's the whole idea is that they understand that this is the thing that wins, you know. And when you're out there, that's what you have to back up on. And many times, that's what we're using to get us through, you know, the tough points. You know, that helps tremendously in their their uh, own passion to win, you know, on top of that is usually what uh, gets us through those tough matches. Does that kind of train you consistency-wise, you know, hitting that many balls and trying to get them in the same spot? Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know what it is? It's training your body to hit a ball, basically, because what you find is um, players of all levels they hit too hard when they're not supposed to hit too hard they hit too soft when they shouldn't be hitting too soft so what it does is it builds a rally stroke the rally stroke is a stroke that you're going to use the most amount of times throughout your matches and so what we try to do is train them how to hit a rally stroke so you're gonna use that tempo okay to set up your points and then once you find your opening then you'll want to hit the ball a little harder. Okay, so it's a very delicate balance of power and consistency when you set up a point. Okay, okay. So it's kind of training them quite a few different things and getting them shaped into the player that you want them to be. That's right. <laughs> I was trying to put that in the, the most non-cliche way, but that sounded crazy cliche. But that's, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're just trying to, um, guess I have to laugh because um, when we do watch Oxford, they look like little robots out there. Well, she's trained them that way, you know, because they all look like little clones of each other. Well, that's kind of what you want as a coach is you want them hitting certain strokes a certain way, you know, and when they're all doing that, then you've pretty much made them a successful stroke you know rally stroker or tennis player now they can go out there now they have to do their part and the strategy comes in play okay so not everybody's a great strategist not all kids can think on their feet you know kind of thing so that's up to them that's completely up to them so that's where they have to you know they're they know what to hit they know how to hit it now they just need to think about the strategy as we were going through the players and, you know, everything that they did, sounds like every single one of them are from LaSalle, Peru. Have you ever had a squad that is all from one high school? Because usually it's kind of broken up. You know, in of recent, um, I would say what's happening there is Aaron Gunther has been a great advocate for our program. And, you know, he talks about it to our players. The past players talk to the current players and they're very close. So, you know, they're wanting them to come out and play with them, you know, and that's a lot of it is, you know, the players themselves, I think, uh, help recruit the next group. So that's been great. And, you know, we play on the same courts. So, (laughs) 
you know, sometimes we'll be coming on when uh, LP is coming off of a match and uh, we'll be out there practicing. Some of them LP girls I privately coach here and there. I don't do a lot of that, but some of them I do do that. So that kind of helps. They understand who I am and what the program's about. Gotcha. So it's not you saying, no, sorry, Ottawa. Sorry, St. Bede Mendota. You can't come here. Oh, no, I would love it. I, would, I love all those players. I've loved our Ottawa players in the past. I mean, it's been wonderful. So, yeah, it'd be great if we could get, <laughs> in fact, uh, we had just talked to them at sectionals. And, you know, usually it's uh, the coaches that say, yeah, we don't have anybody that's interested. So we don't really get a chance to talk to the players themselves. So it would be nice if uh, we would be able to at least talk to them. But they might have had other aspirations. They do share that with their coaches. So the coaches usually have a pretty good idea of, oh, I think they're going away. And, and it is what it is. It's too bad because IVCC has so much to offer. And it's a great stepping stone, I feel. There's not a lot of investment of cost for the, the amount you're getting out of it. And I, I think Aaron Gunther and I, because we've been past players, we understand how exciting it is to go to a national tournament. So that's one of our big things is where else are you going to go that you're going to have that kind of tennis success? There just is no other place. It's just right now we're able to provide the opportunity and it's very feasible, you know, for them to be able to have the success and look at here we are this year, it happened, you know. So it's exciting. It's something you'll never forget for the rest of your life. So if you ever have the opportunity to excel in your sport in college, this is the way to go. You're not, you know, getting beat down to a pulp. <laughs> that is not fun. I've done that at SIU when I played D1 there. It was tough. <laughs> it wasn't near as much fun as IBCC was for me as far as that goes. So I guess that's where I'm getting at with the whole thing is um, this is your last hurrah. So go out with a bang. <laughs> you know, get this last little bit of um, playing and athletics that you can out of your life because pretty soon life does just start to happen and you start to go to work and, you know, whatever else happens and you have a family and, and then those days are past. So it's great that we now provided, you know, these girls with a great memory and great friendships, too, on top of it. Yeah, to kind of add to that, being able to play in tournaments of this nature, it's in your backyard. You're playing with people that you were either already teammates with or you know them from other tournaments playing different schools in the area. It's kind of like a win-win-win-win and sets you up for all kinds of opportunities in the future. So there's your yes. plug for IVCC Tennis. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. I think we have talked about this before, but you did go to SIU in Carbondale, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Same here. We're, we're alums. Salukis. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a Saluki till I die, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed um, my team and, and playing D1 there. You know, it was a great experience and um, was great because my, you know, of course, my tuition was paid. And so I put 
100%, 110% into what I did. It's just, it was tough. <laughs> you know, I guess you just don't realize how tough it is until you uh, get down there. And uh, I played number one doubles, and I don't even know where I played singles now. She moved me around in the lineup. But uh, yeah, I played with Russian girl. She, it was a, amazing to get to know her. She just had so much, you know, there's a lot of things going on in Russia at that time. And uh, it was just interesting to get her perspective and what her family was going through. But yeah, again, just making friends and people that you never thought you should make friends with. <laughs> you know, it was just amazing girl. And uh, we had a lot of fun playing doubles together. I, I wouldn't say we won a lot at that point, <laughs> but we did uh, work hard there. It was a great experience as far as that goes. It's part of the beauty of sports. You got the little guy being friends with the big guy. You got different nationalities, different genders, different being put in a situation, an environment that you normally wouldn't be put in. And then all of a sudden you're friends with people you never thought you would even know more or less be friends with. Right. Yeah, you'd never get to know them otherwise. Right. Um, it's not like you'd pick them out on a street and go, hey, I'll be friends with that. But, you know, it, it, it encourages that. And you need that, I feel, in high school. You need that outlet. So if anything else, it was a great outlet, you know, for, you know, the stresses that you feel. And, and, you know, especially with everything that's going on now, how do you not want to have some kind of outlet active outlet to help with some of the things that are going right <laughs> you know so that's why I say we were so excited to get going after COVID I mean we were all sick of sitting around and you know doing nothing so it was a great outlet for us too on top of everything well I am very happy for you for the team what you guys were able to do is fantastic and hopefully you know as the years go on that success continues I agree. I hope so, too. <laughs> I appreciate all this, Brandon. Of course. Of course. That's what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Well, I love it. <laughs> keep it up. Keep up the good work, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. You keep up your good work. We'll try to do our best, and then we'll meet in the middle and have amazing podcasts like this one. I love it. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yes. Before I let you go, we have every guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast play game. We have decided to play some hot potato. Are you ready for this? This can get, you know, kind of dangerous sometimes. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. You are a longtime tennis player, longtime tennis coach now. Which do you prefer, playing or coaching? <sighs> yeah. Playing. Playing. <laughs> do you still play? Yes. Do you play with your teams? Yes. Have you been beaten? Mm, unfortunately, yes. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. <laughs> but I'm guessing not often. Not often. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. If you're driving a car or a truck? Truck. Surprisingly, there's been more and more trucks than, than cars when I ask that question. <laughs> you're eating tacos. Chicken tacos, steak tacos, or beef tacos? Beef. Burger King or McDonald's? McDonald's. I think McDonald's has trumped everybody at this point. <laughs> Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or Christmas? <gasps> Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is number one. Really? Yeah, number one for me. Yeah, yeah. That's uh -huh. yeah nice. Uh, for Thanksgiving, is it a turkey or a ham? Turkey. Mashed potatoes with or without gravy? 
Oh, with gravy. Green bean casserole or corn? Corn. Stuffing or cranberries? Ooh, stuffing. Eggnog with or without alcohol? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> without. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. When you're doing the Thanksgiving thing with the family, is football on or is football off in the background? Well, off usually, but it usually does get turned on, you know, later in the day. We're not big, uh, it depends if my dad's here. Let's just put it that way. If my dad's here, it's on. Gotcha. Daddy Bear's got the control of that, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Julie, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and hopefully we keep it rolling in the future. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Brian. Talk to you soon. We talked to Coach Julie Malota about IVCC women's tennis. We got to have some of the players on. We're going to start with Brianna Strell. Brianna, this season was amazing for you guys. Yes, it was. How was it being a part of this team? I mean, you guys were solid all year. Then you go to Nationals and finish third. Had to feel, you know, completely awesome to tie what IVCC had, you know, done in the past. Yeah, it was something none of us were really expecting. It was, like, great that we pulled that off. Like, we were happy to even be there. And it was good competition. We had fun. Was it difficult getting used to that? I mean... When I talked to Coach, he was like, hey, a lot of them have not played a crazy tournament like this. And I know Nationals every single year is very difficult, crazy competition there. And obviously finishing third, you guys met it. Yeah, it was. I've never been in a tournament that big and like challenging. And I, was, I actually qualified for state last year and I didn't get to go. So it was nice to finally have something like this. Because you are a freshman at IVCC, graduated from LaSalle, Peru last year, correct? Yes, I am. So you qualified for state as a senior Lady Cavalier and didn't get to go? Why didn't you get to go to state? Uh, it was canceled because of COVID. Because it was in the middle of all that. Yeah, COVID-19 and the schedules and the years are getting all kinds of crazy. Yeah. But then you got to go to an even bigger and better tournament, so not too bad. Yeah, definitely. What did you think of all the competition and, you know, the different players that were there? Did you stick around and, you know, watch some matches? Yeah, we watched some of them, even though they were more challenging teams. Like, I think we all knew, like, we had it in us to, like, do good in this tournament. What was your initial reactions when you realized, like, hey, we just finished third in this crazy tournament? I don't know. I guess I could say excited, like... I was really happy that we did that good. Was it even cooler or, you know, more exciting, the fact that all of you are from LaSalle, Peru, so you all went to the same high school, now you're at IVCC, and the group of you finished third? Yeah, I think it made us closer as a team, and it helped us to, like, connect as a team and work together through things, especially, like, for the doubles partners. Because you need to commu be able to communicate with your partner. So, like, having that background of knowing each other, it made us work better together. Definitely. Who was your doubles partner? Olivia Woods. And we were actually doubles partners our sophomore year. So, we go way back. Back in the day? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
So at Nationals, what did you play? Were you in singles, doubles, or both? I was in both. And for five singles, I was third place, actually, which wasn't like like only first and second or like the awards. So I was happy to place third. Me and Olivia actually won first All-American for doubles. That was exciting for both of us because it was the first time in IVCC history for tennis. And I was just going to say, first Americans don't happen often or ever. So that had, <laughs> to, feel, that had to feel amazing. And yeah. I'm sure you got a lot of support from family and friends. Like, hey, look what you just did. Yeah. Everyone was pretty excited about it. Going into the tournament, did you or Olivia think that this was even a possibility? Like, hey, we're going to come in here and play well, but did you think you would play that well? No, I, I honestly didn't think so. Like, we weren't expected to place even. I mean, I at least wasn't expecting to place. I was just happy to be there, honestly. So what do you think was going on as you guys are playing that, like, made that happen? I mean, we'll start mentally, and then we'll talk about, you know, the X's and O's on the court. But mentally, in your mind, what is going on that you're, you know, playing focused and hitting your shots and, you know, winning matches at this national tournament? The first thing I remember was... Olivia looking at me and saying we can beat them and I knew we, it was it was possible but you like have to have the right mindset going into it I knew we were capable of it we just had to like stay positive and make smart choices about where you place the ball come up with a strategy basically so Olivia gives you that look and says that and you're like all right full eye of the tiger mode and just kill it yeah, I mean, it was a really long match. Like, I think someone said it was three hours. Like, it wasn't just easy to just go in there and beat them. Like, it was a lot of work. Three hours in a tennis match? You know, that's like longer than most high school basketball or football games. Yeah, I know. People in the stands are like really nervous about it. I was nervous about it on the court. After the match, were you like completely exhausted and passed out? Yeah, I was ready to sleep. But that's awesome. I mean, that long and you, you know, endured it and came up a winner. Uh-huh. Yep. It was definitely worth it. What about on the court, the X's and O's? How were you and Olivia playing so well? I mean, obviously you had the chemistry. You guys have been partners before, even in high school. But what about you guys as a, a duo? What is it that, you know, matches up for, you know, success? I'd say for the majority of the time, I was up at the net and Olivia was on the baseline. So it was basically, we've always had this strategy, I guess. And so like if a ball comes to, to me at the net, I would just hit it like right at the players or I don't know, I'd like slam it down basically. And then if it would go over me, Olivia would just hit it back over or lob it. So you were the DEFCOM 5 master destroyer just trying to smash people with the ball. Yeah, I think that's how it worked better. I was also back, but I felt like both of us, our strengths are Olivia on the baseline and me at the net. And that's how we work the best together. Nice. So with you two realizing that, putting the strengths to use, that, you know, obviously was successful. Yes. And we also have really good communication. 
if one of us needs to switch places, then we can just know. And, like, we talk to each other, and I think that helps out a lot when you're a team. Perfect. Are you guys friends outside of tennis? Yeah, I'd say we're friends. Especially, it was especially in tennis, but, I don't know, we don't hang out. We're both really busy with school and work. I see her at school, though, and we talk in school. Cool, so you guys are cool, just not like hang out every day, things like that, but when you see each other, it's like, hey, how are you doing? And you know, the catch Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're cool. Perfect. As you get older, you're going to have more and more of those instead of the, <laughs> the hang out a lot friends. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's just part of aging, just part of aging. <laughs> Before we move on and play a game of hot potato... I mean, if you want to summarize, you know, the season and everything you guys went through, I mean, it ended obviously well. I'm sure you wanted to finish first or second, but taking third is huge. I just want to let you know, third is not nothing to poo-poo at or like, oh my, we are only third. Like, that's amazing. So if you could just kind of break down the season and a summary of, you know, what it meant to you. Well, I think that everyone on the team worked really hard. And I've seen improvement in everyone. And I, our coach had taught us a lot about strategy and, like, skills. And I know we couldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for her. But I've, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of improvement with everyone. It was just cool. A cool experience to have this season. Perfect. Now, let's play some hot potato. Are you ready for this? Yep. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. High school tennis, junior college tennis. Junior college tennis. I would be evil and say Aaron Gunther or Julie Malota, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so you like the purple and black or the purple and white over the red and green? Uh, yes, definitely. I'm not a big fan of Christmas colors, honestly. The number one knock on LaSalle Peru forever has been their Christmas colors. <laughs> yeah. You think they'll ever change him? Probably not. You can at this point. I mean, it's been their colors for 100 years. Yeah. If you're driving, car or a truck? Car. You're going on a road trip. Would you rather drive or be a passenger? Drive. Going on vacation. Are you going to the mountains or are you going to the beach? Uh, the beach. Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Oh, you said that matter-of-factly. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman? Rudolph. Mr. Claus or Mrs. Claus? Mr. Giving gifts or receiving gifts? I feel bad for saying this. I'm really bad at picking out gifts, so I got to say receiving. Hey, I like the honesty. Hey, you got to be honest <laughs> in these things. One more for the road. Tacos. Are we going chicken, steak, or beef? Steak. Good choice, good choice. Well, Brianna Strell, thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We've had you on before as an LP player, now as an IVCC player. So thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, 
pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranek is from Mendota, Basketball Player of the Year in 2003, and he is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every single way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. It seems like it was just last week. I'd be in the Illinois Valley Super Bowl. I was a manager there for a short time. Well, just about a year. I don't know if that's a short time or not. I'll let you decide. But I was there and there was these school leagues and LP and St. Bede and, you know, schools came in there all the time. And there was this bowler. It was pretty awesome for the LaSalle, Peru, Lady Cavaliers. And now... She's at IVCC, a member of that national tournament third place squad, the IVCC Eagles. We're talking about Clara Ferrari. How are you? I'm great, Brandon. Thanks for having me today. Of course. You're always welcome on here. I do feel like somebody pressed the fast forward button and time just like went super crazy fast. Because like I said, it seems like it was yesterday. You were still in high school. I saw you every day. And now it's like, who, three, four years later? It's, it just seems like a fast-forward button was hit. I know. It's great to catch up with you. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we got to talk about this squad. You're a sophomore at IVCC, at least on the tennis courts. You're a sophomore. And you guys just shined. Anything that you guys could do in the tournament, you did and finished third place. I mean, congratulations. And how did that go for you? Thanks. Um, it was a really, really great experience. I think we learned a lot as a team and just being able to work together and to accomplish a goal that we all had was to get to nationals and do well. And I think we did that pretty well. Was this something, you know, spoke or talked about at the beginning of the season? Like, hey, we want to go to nationals or did it kind of develop as the year went on? Um, I think we all had a goal to make it to nationals. That was our overall goal since well, my first season, we weren't able to um, have a national because of COVID. So, at least for me, that was my main goal of the season was to get all of us to nationals and succeed, which we did. I would say third place is succeeding. For sure. <laughs> so, what was your role as singles, doubles at the tournament? Individually, it was just to um, succeed and to try to place to be All-American. And we actually had a few girls that were accomplished that goal, and it was really great to see. We all have our goals going into it, and we all were a team that had the same amount of goals, which was good. Gotcha. What number singles did you play? I was number six singles. Gotcha. Where did you finish? I finished um, second All-American. That's pretty fantastic, my friend. Thank you. You know, 
not playing in a tournament like that before. I know it's a huge deal, especially in the tennis world. Even though it's junior college, there is some really, really accomplished and skilled players at this level. Going into the tournament, not playing in anything like this before, were you nervous? Was it kind of crazy and overwhelming? Or how did you go about it and how did you fit in as it went on? Um, yeah, I'd say it was pretty overwhelming, especially not as playing tennis in a while before the last two seasons. But um, I think just being around my teammates and hanging out before the tournament and just getting each other into like a groove in which we are going to be able to succeed was the best part. Just enjoying our time down in Georgia. Where was it at in Georgia? Um, it was in Peachtree City. I want to go there just because the name is Peachtree City. Yeah, it was a fun time. If it didn't rain, it would have been even better because we would have been able to rent golf carts. But it's all right. We still had fun. <laughs> How long were you down there? We were down there from Wednesday until Sunday. It's a nice little vacay. Yeah. And Georgia is probably warmer than Illinois. It was just, um, just the same temperature, raining and cold. No way. Yes, it was. You went on the worst possible weekend ever then. We did. But we still got some good tennis in. Perfect, perfect. Was it different not playing in Illinois? I mean, the weather might have been the same, but was it different at all? Like, uh, you know, the feel of it, just playing tennis, was there any differences just of location? Obviously, the tournament's on, like, a much higher level, and the complex we were at was huge, so, like, I think we all knew it was, like, a different feeling because of just, like, location and the complex we were at. It was just, it was amazing. Did you play doubles at the tournament as well? Yes, I played number one, or number three doubles with Haley Schmidt. Gotcha, and how'd you guys do? Um, we got third. That's not too shabby. No, not at all. Definitely, good stuff. Was it yeah. easier or more difficult between singles and doubles tournaments, which one did you feel more comfortable at and better at over the tournament? My comfort level was always with singles, even through high school. But I think going into a tournament of that level, it was also good to have a partner there um, in doubles to be able to like support me and throughout all my um, either struggles or accomplishments. Perfect. Was it cool having this season with all LP girls? I mean, all of you went to the same high school in virtually the same years or freshmen and sophomores. So you guys were juniors and seniors together. Was it cool? Yeah, it was pretty fun. We all um, shared like memories that we had from high school and how we kind of knew each other in a way and sometimes we didn't. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Were you friends with any of them before this year? I was friends with Amethyst Ernest, and I, like, knew of the other girls, and I've talked to them on occasion, but the one I was friends with before was Amethyst Ernest. Going into, you know, the season, kind of knowing that it was all LP girls, did you kind of wish there was, you know, players from another school, or were you like, hey, this is cool, it's all Cavaliers? I mean, I think we're always looking for um, new players, and we would like to see more players from other schools come out just because we had a team of only six girls, so everyone had to play everything. But yeah, we'd love to see more people come out and join our team. Was that your uh, pitch, trying to market? That's right. <laughs> I love it, I love it, love <laughs> it. Kind of 
sum it up real quick. I mean, sophomore year at IVCC, you did say you're technically a junior, correct? Yes. School-wise? Yeah. Because of COVID? Yes. Gotcha. So did you just hang around so you could play tennis? I did. I did. Hey, I mean, it's not a bad idea because you're not really paying for it, and you might as well get to play another year of college tennis. That's true. Was that your thought process going into it? Yeah, I just, I look at it as I was saving money, staying home rather than going to a school and sitting in my dorm room and doing classes online. I mean, that makes sense. Why waste money if you're going to do the same thing that you can be doing at home? Yes, for sure. And then I also got to play tennis, which I had always loved to do. Perfect. Like I started this with in the intro, I knew you from bowling. Are you still a bowler? I had taken a break a little bit because of tennis, just trying to get focused on tennis and get back into that game. But now I'm getting back into the bowling game. Nice. Are you on any teams, any sponsored stuff? What are you doing? I am not yet, but I plan on joining a league here sometime soon. There you go. Are you still pretty awesome at bowling? When was the last time you bowled? I just bowled on Saturday. Did you get a 300? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) But close to it. Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Clara, every single guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we have played a game. We're going to play Hot Potato. I'm going to toss you two things, places, people, whatever I decide. And you pick which one you like best, okay? All righty. All right, I'll try not to make this too difficult. Okay. Tennis or bowling? Oh, I have to say right now in my life, I'd probably choose tennis. Did you ever think that you would say that before? Probably not, no. Nope. <laughs> LP colors, red or green? Um, red. IVCC colors, purple or black? Purple. It's kind of goofy because it's purple, black, white, and silver. So let's go purple or silver. Um, silver. LP colors or IVCC colors? Ooh, IVCC colors. We're having tacos. Steak, chicken, or beef? Chicken. Having a hot dog. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Relish or no relish? No relish. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Water or Gatorade? Water. You're driving car or truck? Car. Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Rudolph or Frosty? Rudolph. Giving gifts or getting gifts? Giving gifts. And one more for the road. The game Sorry or... Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly. You had to think about that one for a minute. (laughs) Well, Clara, congratulations on a great sophomore year with IVCC. Third place in nationals, second All-American. That is fantastic. Good job. I always knew you were a stellar athlete, and you're proving it every day. So congrats, and thanks for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Have to keep this awesomeness 
of IVCC Women's Tennis going. We've talked to coach, we've talked to some players. Let's add one more, an IVCC freshman, Olivia Woods. Olivia, what is going on? Oh, not too much. Have you kind of calmed down from the uh, celebrations of finishing third at Nationals? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm finally recovered. It's pretty tiring after that. <laughs> Let's just start right there with the Nationals. I mean, huge tournament as a freshman, never seen anything like it before, and I know the competition is tough. How did you go about your business at the tournament? No, honestly, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I knew it would be hard, so I was going out with just the goal of trying to play my best, and I was really surprised by how well we did, actually. Finishing third, that's not an easy task. I think our team has done that maybe once before, so that was pretty impressive, and all around, we all did really well. So it sounds like you and kind of just about everybody was like, hey, we're going to go play our best, but didn't really think it was going to be as awesome as it was. Yeah, I mean, our coach had told us about this one really good team, Oxford, so we were all kind of not so sure about that, and we weren't sure if we'd end up seated or not, so it was just kind of question mark going in. So then once you guys got seated and you're in there and you're ready to play, was it kind of more like a, of a loose feeling or did you start off kind of tight or how did you go in playing once you got to the court? I think getting a seed actually made me more nervous because, I mean, I knew I didn't have to play the best team first, but then there was more pressure. At the same time, it was kind of like more pressure on the other team, I thought, because they were expecting us to be good. So was it surprising to you when you were good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we were capable of doing well. I just wasn't sure under a high-pressure situation against people like competition we've never seen before. But I thought we could pull out some good matches. Pulled out some good matches, pulled out a good result, got some All-Americans, which includes you. Yeah, that was crazy. We have talked to Brianna Strell already, so we know you're a first-team All-American doubles player with her. Just talk about that, you know, initial thought process, like, oh my gosh, we just really did this. That was, like, the craziest feeling, because we had played a match that lasted so long, and then while we were playing, all the other teams were done, everyone was just watching us, and I think that was probably one of the best matches we've ever played together. And when it was over and we won, it was just so unbelievable. Like, I, it didn't even seem real. She said three hours. I can't even sit for a three-hour movie. I mean, that's sitting and not playing a sport that I love. But three hours playing a tennis match? Yeah, I think that's definitely the longest match I've ever played. It was so intense and back and forth. And honestly, if we would have lost after all of that, I have no idea what I would have done. It was so intense, so much pressure. But honestly, it was great. It was fun. Did you feel like you were at Wimbledon? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> almost there, but not exactly. I mean, some of those matches go three hours on the regular. But man, when she told me that, I was like, that is a very long time to be playing one match one round that's crazy yeah 
Talk about your partnership with Brianna Strell. I mean, you guys both went to LP, uh, so you knew each other. I believe you guys were teammates as sophomores at LP, and then you're you know, teammates once again at IVCC. How was the communication and everything that you need on the court to be a successful team? Yeah, so we actually, we were doubles partners for a couple of years at LP, so we really know how to play well together. We didn't play together as seniors, but like right away, Julie recognized that we could play really well together and communicate. Sometimes it's kind of like we don't even need to talk. We just know what the other one is going to do. So that's really helpful because then it throws off the other teams too. And we know each other's strengths and weaknesses, so we can kind of play off of that. And it's good to help us come up with strategies. Were you happy to be playing with somebody that you knew and you knew that you could play well with? Yeah, I always, me and Bree have always been really good together, so I thought that was a lot of fun. We're friends, too, so it was nice. You didn't have to play with some scrub or some bum? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call anybody on our team a bum, but <laughs> it was nice to play with someone I already knew how to play with. Definitely. Nobody on IVCC is a scrub or a bum. If you're playing junior college tennis on any team, I don't think you're a scrub or a bum. I just meant, you know, a stranger, somebody you didn't know. Yeah, no, I was happy to play with Bree, but I could have probably played with anybody. It just probably wouldn't have turned out the same way. Did you get like a plaque or a ribbon or an award of some sort for being first team All-American? I was told we're supposed to get medals, but they're supposed to get our names on them and they have to be sent in the mail. Gotcha. What are you going to do with it when you get it? Um, that's a good question. I would think I should put it up somewhere, but I'm not sure where yet. Just don't take it to the pawn shop. <laughs> no, no, I definitely have to hold on to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The season overall, I mean, obviously, sounds like you guys were surprised of how you finished the national tournaments, but throughout the season, kind of took your, your lumps, you know, up and down, roller coaster, just like, you know, a regular season is. Where did you start to see, I guess, the progression that kind of led to the end result? I mean, not exactly right from the beginning. For me, I had never played, like, singles competitively in high school. So right away, I was kind of surprised by how well that was going. And then at first, I didn't have a partner because Bree was in quarantine. But then when she came back, we had a couple rough matches, but there was this one tournament where we went out and just like blew away the competition. And that was really when we started to see that we could really do something. Nice. What number of singles were you? I was number three singles. Was the competition pretty rough all year round? I mean, being in those top three singles positions in junior college, seems like every single player is a really solid tennis player. Yeah, I didn't play anybody who I thought was bad. Most of my matches were pretty, pretty tough. And we played a lot of teams that were D1, so that was hard too. But I was surprised by how well like I played with the people and came out with a winning record, so. So are you going to try to do all the same stuff that you did this year, next year? Yeah, I think next year I know what to expect a little more, so I can prepare more mentally that way, and I'll be a little less nervous, so I think next year should go even better, hopefully. 
Definitely. What are some things that you personally, as a player, want to work on to polish your craft? I want to work a little more, like, on strategy. Just because now that I know what the competition looks like in college, I can prepare a little more for that. Um, And then just whatever my coach thinks I should work on, I guess. (laughs) Definitely. Speaking of coach... Julie Melota, really awesome. I think I say her name different every single time, too, and she's never yelled at me, so we'll just keep that going. But really awesome coach, been around since, I believe, 2012, and has helped this program year in, year out, have success at nationals, and make college tennis an enjoyable experience for her players. Pretty sure she continued that this year. Oh, definitely. Um, I hadn't even, I wasn't even going to play tennis this year, and then Julie reached out to me and was like, why don't you just come to this open court we're having? And right away, I realized that she was really nice, and I thought I could really learn a lot from her. And throughout the season, I learned so much, and she really helped me become a better player. And everybody as a team, I think, saw that. And so, that was great. What were some, you know, exact things or things that you can pinpoint that, like, hey, I learned that from Julie? Um, She was always very adamant about, like, leaving your emotions and everything, like, off the court. She's just like, when you go on the court, you're just there to play tennis. And I thought that was some helpful advice, like, to just let everything go and just play. Kind of like the uh, Jedi ninja war trick? <laughs> Yeah, I guess sort of like that. (laughs) Definitely. And it had to be cool kind of playing, you know, a whole team full of LP players. I know you kind of want to get, you know, a different experience once you go to college and meet some new people, but you guys had six women tennis players all from LaSalle, Peru, so there had to be some chemistry, some bonds that were already there. Yeah, there were, because, I mean, most of us had all already played together in high school so that was nice it was just kind of like we all already knew each other so that helped to be able to play together and just to get along and make practices fun it didn't make uh you know anything weird like hey i don't know this person you know things like that yeah there was no none of that awkwardness of having to get to know people well olivia every single guest on edge of your seat podcast we have play a game we're gonna play some hot potato do you got some gloves on this can get hot I'm guessing that's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, dude, let's just do this. Perfect. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Water or iced tea? Water. Going to get tacos. Steak, chicken, or beef? Chicken. Better pizza topping, pepperoni or sausage? Pepperoni. Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman? Frosty. A Christmas tree with your traditional lights and colors, you know, the reds, the greens, the bells, all that stuff, or kind of the different ones that we're seeing now, like white trees with blue and pink and stuff like that? Definitely go traditional. Cake or pie? Pie. Pumpkin or cherry pie? Pumpkin. Pumpkin or apple pie? Apple. Rock music or country music? Country. Oh, he'll be a good one. Country or rap? Country. Football or basketball? Basketball. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael 
Michael Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> Florida Georgia Line or Old Dominion? Old Dominion. Luke Combs or Luke Bryant? Luke Combs. And then we got to send this back in the old way back country machine. Shania Twain, Reba McIntyre. Mm, Reba McIntyre. Perfect. Well, thank you for playing Hot Potato. Thank you for joining us to talk about your fantastic season at IVCC with the women's tennis program. Thank you, and congratulations on everything you were able to do this year, Olivia. Yeah, thank you. It's March. Almost spring. Almost, almost so close to really nice weather. Today was like 65, but gloomy, kind of rainy. There's mud puddles everywhere, but it's a sign. Snow's gone. There was a sun for just a second, but it was warm. Like I turned the heat off in my house. Maybe you did the same. So we're so close to nice weather, almost ready for outdoor family gatherings. But it is time, like right now, to start thinking about and putting in action home renovations for your home. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and 10 years of experience to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate. It's time for the percolator. Home renovations in every room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at yahoo.com. And it's only right to have IVCC Women's Tennis number one singles, Carissa Please don't beat me up if I butcher your name. Etzenbach? Correct. Yay, I got one. Perfect. If you've ever listened to Edge of Your Seat Podcast, I am notorious for butchering names. So I waited till we were actually recording to try it, and I'm glad I succeeded. Yep. Is that a name that's frequently butchered? Um, yeah, actually. <laughs> what are some names you've heard? Um, Etzenbach. Um, that's another one. They get real crazy. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Us as uh, Americans, we can't really speak other languages. Yeah. And sometimes these names are other languages. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for joining. You are a freshman at IVCC, and you were part of this third place national tournament team. Man. It's exciting. Yeah. How was it playing in this tournament? Had to be pretty cool to be there. It was amazing. I mean, it almost felt like an honor. I know all the girls went, but I mean, I really didn't think I'd ever be playing tennis in Georgia. It was quite an experience. I mean, personally, myself, I didn't do too good, but as a team, we got third. It's pretty awesome. But I really took this year um, as more of an experience, so I know what to expect and, you know, what's my competition looking like for next year. Other than that, we had a blast. It was fun. As the number one singles player, you are playing the best player on every single junior college team that you guys play. How do you feel about that? Is that an honor or is that like, man, what am I getting myself into? 
No, for sure. Um, it's it's really really an honor. I didn't really expect it coming and doing, you know, college as a freshman, being the number one singles. Um, I mean, I had ups and downs for some matches, but it was, I mean, pretty cool, though. But, yeah, some tough competition for sure. Coming from the LaSalle Peru program, where were you at in singles or doubles with the Lady Cavaliers? My, like, junior and senior year of high school, I was in doubles, and I was, I think, number two doubles uh, for both years. And my partner was Olivia Woods, actually, on the IVCC tennis team, too. Nice. Did you guys ever make state? Um, no, unfortunately we did not, but we were real close to making state, but... I remember that, I remember that, that's why I asked, because I know you guys were really, really, really good, and I couldn't remember if you made state or not. Yeah. So was it different? I mean, you go from number two doubles, playing with a friend, with a teammate, to being by yourself, playing against the toughest competition at the level you're at. Oh yeah, for sure, it was, I mean, a big change, for sure. Was it kind of nerve-wracking or, uh, you know, make you kind of anxious? Yeah, a little bit of both. Really didn't know what to expect either, but, I mean, I did it. And, I mean, God, do what she had to do, right? Did head coach Julie Molota, did she come up and say, like, hey, I'm going to have you as the number one singles. What do you think about this? Or how did the process of having you at that position, how did that work? She really, yeah, just came up to me and was like, how do you feel playing this position? And I was really didn't know what to think at that time, was unsure about it. But I was like, hey, why not give it a shot and give it my best and see what happens? I mean, it was it was exciting wherever I played at. Can you think of like one or two opponents that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just played them? You mean like good-wise? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. There was a couple good girls um, from McHenry. I mean, just in a couple girls at Nationals, too. It was just like, wow, that's unbelievable. I feel like they've been playing since they were just, you know, little. I mean, with me playing tennis, I've only actually started uh, my freshman year of high school. Never picked up a racket before in my life and decided, hey, I'm going to pick up a racket and play some tennis. But And look at me now. I'm, you know, <laughs> number one singles, number one doubles at IVCC. It's pretty exciting. You got to be pretty proud about that. Like, that is pretty impressive to, yeah. you know, be where you're at and to be number one singles. I know I keep talking about how it's tough and, you know, all the other competition is good, but that means you're a great tennis player, too. Yeah, I, I've came a long way, that's for sure. As a great tennis player, what were your strengths throughout the season that you were able to capitalize on? Just, you know, kind of placing the ball and not hitting it back right to them. But, I mean, it's hard with some girls, and, if you know, if they're right-handed or left-handed, I guess it all depends of how their strategy is, you know, how my strategy is, and how they kind of go along. Okay, okay. Are you better by the net or in the back? For doubles, I, it really doesn't matter for me. If I'm up by net, I like to be on the right side where my left hand, which my dominant hand, is in the middle of the court, so I can, you know, just smack it down there. But I like being in back, just keep going back and forth cross court. I mean, I really don't have a preference, but it depends. I usually do good at both, but, you know, always have an off day or so. Gotcha. And in every other sport, kind of known to man, being a left-handed player of anything is an advantage. I kind of feel like that would be the case in tennis as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always different, usually, 
the girls never really expect a left-handed opponent. So it's really weird. I think our like forehands are on the same side. So it's it's different. And I don't think I've ever played a other left-handed opponent before, but I'm sure it'll happen one day. For real? You've never played another left-hander? I don't believe so. You know, I really don't. I don't pay attention to that when I'm playing them. I just pay attention, you know, to that point and just, you know, trying to win. I I guess that really doesn't bother me or just, you know, draws my attention. I guess that's like the job of people like me that actually watch and uh, you don't have to observe. I guess it's different when you're just in the moment like, hey, I'm playing. I don't really care. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. 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 I'm like that with some things, too. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. I mean, this is a pretty special season. You were playing with, you know, LP teammates, people that you went to high school with. The whole team was, you know, Lady Cavaliers at one point. Had to be yeah. pretty cool to be able to experience that with them as well. I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, I knew all the girls. Um, we all got along real well. I just thought it was kind of neat. I mean, if there was a couple other girls from, like, different high schools that wanted to bother me, but just how we all knew each other and, you know, we all had the, you know, same high school coach, it was, I don't know how to explain it. It was just an experience. It was, it was cool. I didn't expect it, all of us being from the same high school, but I liked it, in my, in my opinion. After playing four years under Aaron Gunther, was it different playing for somebody else and Julie Molota? Oh, God, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just... I don't know if it was, like, the male-female coach thing or just, you know, Gunther, he was an amazing coach. He's, you know, what he wants you to do is, you know, he'll tell you to do this, this, and that. And Julie, she's, I don't know, some things, she comes down to the heart, and it's just, there's, I don't know. <laughs> something about her, that it's, she's amazing. So, at least they're two amazing coaches. I mean, all the years I've played tennis, they've been pretty good to me. It's always cool to play sports when you have great coaches. It just makes it that much better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, obviously it makes the sport so much better. One more question about the national tournament. I mean, you know, we we're talking about nerves and stuff, playing against, you know, top-notch competition. But going into nationals, I mean, that was kind of a situation you probably would never been in before. You know, some of the best of the best. Uh, you're in Georgia. So many different intangibles that you're not used to going to a you know a tennis meet or a tennis tournament. How did it work for you? Did you just kind of like flow? Did it you know give you nerves? Like how did it different changes? How did it affect you? Just from like normal matches, I was nervous. But you know that first day of that national tournament, I was like, this is it. You know, I was shaking in my shoes. I didn't know what to think. I mean, I knew these girls were, it was going to be a tough competition, but I was like, I just got to go out there, give them my all, and I don't know, I don't know, it was just an experience, I guess, it was so nervous. Had you ever been to Georgia before? No, I've not. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, I feel like that would maybe be the last place I would think to go, but hmm. it was it was real cool, I loved it. Will you ever go back? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Awesome, awesome. Well, Carissa, every guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we have played a game. We're going to play Hot Potato. I'm going to toss you a couple things, places, people, all that good stuff, and you pick which one you like the best. Alrighty. Let's start with LP colors, red or green? Red. IVCC colors, black or purple? Purple. Purple or silver? Purple. 
Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers. Chicago Bears. I'm watching this game right now. They're not winning, but they're not. I was going to say they're not playing bad, but they're not playing good either. So it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Good old Chicago Bears. Are you a Bears fan? Yeah, yeah. We're pretty much just a Chicago family. Same. Yeah. I'd fit in real well with your family. Yeah, we, uh, we're big Blackhawks fans. I mean, diehard Blackhawks fans. We love watching hockey. Has the uh, controversy and stuff surrounding the team, firing the coach, uh, has that kind of affected you at all? You mean for IBCC or the Blackhawks? <laughs> for the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. Um, just, yeah, they lost their coach. I mean, I think it was funny how they just won that game last night they played and with the new coach. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but... A coach makes a big difference on the team, for sure. If you're driving car or truck? Car. Going on a vacation, mountains or beach? Beach. Rock music or rap music? Rap. Rap or country? Country. Okay, okay. Florida Georgia Line, Old Dominion? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh. I don't know. I feel like I've known Florida Georgia Line longer than Old Dominion, but I don't know. We're going to have to go Florida Georgia Line. Okay. Garth Brooks, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. That was quick. <laughs> you didn't even give the old veteran some love at all. Uh, he's got some pretty good songs. I'll go from that, but Luke Combs, is, he's up there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is he your favorite? No, not my favorite. Who is? Oh, gosh. There's so many. I mean, recently I've been to a Luke Bryan concert, but him or Dylan Scott, they're pretty good. Okay. I usually do uh, Luke Bryan and Luke Combs, but I decided to switch it up. You would pick Bryan? Yeah. Playing tennis in high school, playing tennis in junior college? Junior college. It's holiday season. Thanksgiving or Halloween? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Christmas or New Year's? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> New Year's. Okay, okay. New Year's or Valentine's Day? New Year's. Okay. I was seeing where the progression was going to stop here. So, if, like, <laughs> every holiday of the next month is your favorite, I mean, like, oh, man, you're leading up all year round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. And just because I love this one so much, tacos. Are you getting steak? Chicken or beef? Chicken. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> well, Carissa Etzenbach, did I say it right again or did I say it wrong? Yeah, no, nope, that was right. Etzenbach? Yep. Hey, that is three times I got her correct. <laughs> Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Congratulations on the amazing season that you had and hopefully continues to next year. Maybe we'll have you back on the show. Thank you for being on this time. Much appreciation. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.